What is the answer to 99 out of 100 questions? Money. Look, Mantle, these jokers have got a lot of money and it belongs to me. I want to know who they are and what they're doing with it. I'm sorry about that, man. I really am. Money does bad things to people. There ain't no excuse for it. Money. 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 I'm going to say money. Hello and welcome to the We Are Money podcast. I am your host, Brad Beasley, alongside my co-hosts, David Beasley and Rebecca Deeser. Uh, welcome. This is a, a bi-weekly podcast produced by uh, Beasley Mitchell and Company, a CPA firm in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And the three of us all partake in the firm. Right. And are all Some members a little of more than the other. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so just a quick introduction. Once again, my name is Brad Beasley. I'm a CPA who has uh, a partner at Beasley Mitchell & Company alongside uh, David Beasley. David, introduce yourself. I'm a tax attorney with Beasley Mitchell & Company, and I also have my own legal practice as well. Um, and that, and Rebecca? I am a staff accountant to uh, a CPA candidate. And uh, I prepare taxes, tax planning, financial statements. Nice, nice. Now, Deesha, <laughs> you you went to school at New Mexico State University here oh. in Las Cruces. Okay, and David, you got your law degree from from the University of Nebraska, where the N stands for knowledge. Oh, that's fantastic! That's fantastic. <laughs> and I got my uh, my bachelor's degree at the uh, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, the Harvard of the casino world. Yes, crap table U. That is exactly what it is. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and get into the podcast a little bit. Uh, you know, what the, one of the things we wanted to do was since we have Rebecca with us uh, today, we wanted to ask her. You know, Rebecca, uh, we have a special question for you. What What would you say you do here? Oh, man. What do I do here? (laughs) Well, uh, uh, I prepare tax returns, so a lot of our clients are individuals, small businesses, nonprofits. I mean, really, you name it, we've got it. Uh, Do a lot of tax planning. We've got the uh, short-term planning, which is, of course, projections during the year that we do uh, for for the short-term changes, whether your income is up or down. And Mm -hmm. we've got the long-term planning, so you've got your your succession planning and, and getting ready for a, a business to either wind up or change hands. So other than showing up late and leaving early and taking right. long lunches, uh, what right. is what is your typical day deal with? A lot of client interaction? or Right. I, I'd say that I have a moderate client interaction. It just depends. Uh, right now we've been getting a lot of uh, phone calls from clients who have been receiving messages from the IRS. Okay. And so we've got a lot of uh, reminders going out that, you know, the IRS does not call you. They do not email you. It's a... Uh, There's been a lot of those fraud calls coming in lately. Right, right. So that's been a lot of what we've been dealing with lately. Yesterday we got six different phone calls from clients. So that's... That's pretty high, I think. So if you were to tell to if you were to tell clients just in kind of a massive um, notification out to them, what would you say when the, when you get a call from somebody saying to be the IRS? Right, I would say uh, contact your accountant. Uh, these phone numbers need to be reported to the uh, taxing agency, to the FBI. We do report this information so that they can research it further. Do not respond to these requests. Don't give out any of your personal information. A lot of them are phishing scams, so they're trying to get you know your social security number. They're trying to get your personal information. A lot of times it's a, it's a demand uh, for action saying that you need to make a payment or police will get involved. The IRS just, they simply don't operate that way. Right. Um, 
What I found is do the prepaid debit card to pay off your your tax account. There's no such there's no such thing. I found that the IRS won't answer my calls. (laughs) So why why would they call me? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. We have our uh, bat phone, so to speak. Sometimes the priority line that I know that we call Mm. uh, with the uh, IRS and and. They make us wait hours and hours on end to talk mm. to them. So I'd be surprised that they would do that. Right, right. And they don't. So so that's been a lot of what I've been dealing with this week so far. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. So, you know, you deal with a whole variety of clients and all that stuff. You know, I'm sure you run across some weird stuff. I know that sometimes you deal with weird stuff with the agencies. What are some of the weird things that you, some, a weird example of something that you came up with with a client one time? Well, actually, you know, I just thought of something. We had a, a, an issue with the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a little short on cash and so they're trying State to find New Mexico. it right right they're trying to find it anywhere they can anywhere they can and so they're going back and looking at prior year tax returns i think one of the, the funniest uh, letters i got and these are for uh, for gross receipts audit no- notices so they're looking at the clients you know schedule c business income and saying you know hey you've got income here where's our gross receipts tax we, right. didn't, we didn't get any money from this right. uh, one of the items that they listed on their letter that they were trying to charge the client gross receipts tax on was actually a New Mexico state refund that was showing up it was as showing taxable up. income so that's good so they wanted you to pay gross receipts tax which is equivalent <laughs> to sales refund. tax right. on your refund uh, that's that's not surprising with the state so that that's probably the funniest and strangest thing that I've dealt with recently <laughs> Well, like I said, maybe in one of our future podcasts, we'll have some of the people from the state of New Mexico on here, and they can explain some of that to us and and why they think. There's a lot of those interesting things that we do. Uh, Once again, you're listening to the We Are Money podcast. I'm Brad Beasley, along with David Beasley and Rebecca Deeser. Now, David, I know there's another segment that you wanted to move into, I believe, that uh, that you have. Yes, Brad. um, I've always, you know, being the wonderful younger brother that I am. Much better looking. Much better looking, especially, you know, on... On podcasts, I'm I'm beautiful looking. Um, you know, I've always noticed that that you've always thought highly of yourself, and and with the idea that uh, you know, if you were king of the world, otherwise known as the the Sultan of Swat, the King of Crash, the Colossus of Cloud, the Colossus of Cloud. If you had anything that you could do in the world, if you were the king of the world. I have 10 questions for you to answer, and he has not seen these. Brad verified to me that you've never no seen these before. I have no idea. He has no idea. I'm really scared. <laughs> that if you could rule the world, what would your answers be? Now, keep in mind that these are all the opinions of Brad and do not reflect the company. Reflect the company at all. <laughs> it's all you, Brad. Okay. The, first, the first one out there. Should there be a salary cap in baseball? Yes, there should be. Do you want to expand on that? Why? <laughs> I believe we see the parody in NFL in the NFL uh, system, and uh, the fact that some of these things in Major League Baseball, they these salaries just get out of control, and some of these teams that are haves and have nots just aren't going to participate. And I think the salary cap really uh, helps out a lot. Okay, you don't need to expand that much, but that's a good. One. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tax reform, flat, progressive, which in between? Progressive. I think the progressive system still makes a lot more sense. Red, green, or smothered in cheese? Yes. Yes, <laughs> all of the above. Actually, I, I would go with red if I had my druthers. Who let the dogs out? Uh, I think that's technically 95 South, I believe that's who it was. Now, of course, I don't think Deezer was born when that came out, um, but uh, I believe it was 95 South. If you had your own university, what would its mascot be? And why? 
if I had my own university, there would be the fighting, the fighting bees. As in the letter bees, the actual like honeybees? Uh, yes, the honeybees, the, f- the fighting honeybees. So you have something against the letter B? No, I just, you know, I, I think I use a lot in my name. And so I <laughs> don't think it needs to go again. <laughs> if you're going to relocate as king of the world to any other place and have the capital be there, where would it be and why? I think I would locate it to San Diego because we wouldn't have to worry about uh, the weather. We wouldn't have to worry about, um, you know, what tomorrow would be in, in you know, entail. Do you think that PED should be allowed in sports or encouraged to be allowed in sports? I think PED should be completely allowed in everything we do. I think we should be allowed to use performance-enhancing drugs uh, in baseball and football, I think in tax accounting. I think if we could get stuff done faster, <laughs> it'd be great. Have you used performance-enhancing drugs on your... I'm going to pass on that question. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for a later podcast. <laughs> and then one of our final ones. In the recent past, there was a... Um, possibility that there was a shutdown of a major consumer item in the U.S. So how would you, as king of the world, avoid another Twinkie production shutdown? I would make Twinkie the official food of my world. So therefore, to make sure that we had proper uh, Twinkie production, I'd make sure that the cornstarch and the uh, Twinkie manufacturers were well compensated and received certain tax credits to make sure that they could operate. Well, I think that's my 10 questions. If not, then... And that's it. And that's it. Then 9 equals 10, 11 equals 10 as well. So it's, it's really whatever you want to, want to do with it. <laughs> so now we're, we're going to flip the tables a little bit on a segment that we're going to call David's Legal Corner. Now, being any you know, reasonably qualified attorney, there always has to be some sort of disclaimer in anything that we're talking about here. Right. The information contained on David's Legal Corner is provided as a general public service. The listeners, if any, are advised to check for changes in current law and consult with an attorney. The use of this material does not create any attorney-client relationship, physician-client relationship, professional relationship, social relationship, awkward relationship, family relationship, or romantic relationship with David's Legal Corner or with any of its podcast guests. No information is kept confidential. David's Legal Corner does not provide access to independent attorneys and does not provide self-help services at your specific direction. In fact, we give you no direction whatsoever. Well, sounds good, David. And I think that what we uh, have is questions that are coming from our uh, Twitter followers. You can follow us on Twitter at, at Beasley Mitchell, or you can follow myself at, at B Beasley CPA. Once again, we are the We Are Money podcast. David, the question this this week comes from Sandy in San Antonio. She had a question in regards to Bruce Jenner, who has now become Caitlyn Jenner. Right. So from a legal standpoint, when Bruce, who we assume had a lot of life insurance because she was mar- he was married to a Kardashian who they got all their money from after Mr. Kardashian died. I mean, died. former Olympic star. Right? Former Olympic star Bruce Jenner. He's got life insurance. Well, now he is Caitlyn Jenner, who's a female. Can he reapply in his life insurance as a female and get a better rate? That's a very interesting question. However, I think the overarching question that we have to ask ourselves is, has Caitlyn Jenner now become a protected class? What I mean by that is, as you know, women, minorities, all different you know, groups like that are actually given additional protections by courts as they have de- interpreted the Constitution. And so when determining that, there you know, has... Has Caitlyn Jenner now put it in so that she is now a protected class, basically chosen and put herself into that ability to now have additional protections and guidance? Could she now go out for the women's Olympic team? 
I, I don't know. That would that'd be a very interesting question. I I always, you know, uh, my, my whole thing is from a money standpoint, she can get a lot cheaper life insurance than could be before because women generally have cheaper life insurance than men do. Yes, and her auto insurance actually might go down too because, you know, for a, a woman having a, a policy, why they statistically may have a few more accidents, don't have as <laughs> big of accidents as, <laughs> as, as women do. Do you share any comment heard, on that? I've never heard that before. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this is news to me. This so. is news to you. Well, we'll say, well, thank you, Sandy, from San Antonio. We'll try to get you some more information uh, in future podcasts. But uh, please submit your questions to us. You can, like, so once again, you can follow us on our Twitter handle, handle at, at Beasley Mitchell. You can also follow us on Facebook, Beasley Mitchell and Company Facebook page. And... Uh, don't follow me on Facebook. I don't post anything. I'm more of a Facebook stalker. So we, we can follow, that. but it's just sad. It is just sad. It's, it's depressing. Just... I don't recommend it. <laughs> you sit there waiting all day, <laughs> waiting for a post. really embarrassing to stalk someone who doesn't do anything. Exactly. Exactly. Well, one of our fun segments that we've been looking forward to is one that we're going to call Superhero Tax Question. So superhero tax questions. The big thing today, what we're going to look at is our superhero tax question comes to us from the Avengers. Right. And so I was thinking a little bit, and I know that navigating the uh, the active and passive loss rules can be daunt- can be a daunting task, even for you know a superhero. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the situation that I was looking at earlier is, um, so Tony Stark, Stark Industries, he owns the Avengers Tower. Right. But he is also an Avenger. Correct. So... You've got your you've got a, a self rental situation there, mm-hmm. and so the Avengers Tower um, they've got all sorts of you know on site altercations which result in you know multi million dollars of damages and repairs right. Yes. But since it is a self rental and it's a passive activity, he's got he's building up all of these losses that cannot be used to offset the intellectual property income from Stark Industries. So. You know what? What are maybe some options that that you would advise Tony Stark in in that situation where he can maybe get some kind of deduction out of that deal? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's a very legitimate question, Deezer. I think that the uh, fact that there's all these losses, and if if Tony Stark is like most uh, business owners that we deal with, they sure want to deduct anything that we spend some spend money on, even I, stuff they don't spend money on. That's correct. <laughs> Uh, I think that we're an advantage here because unlike Batman, who nobody knows who Batman is, right. uh, here we do know and the world knows that Tony Stark is Iron Man. So right. we can be a little bit more obvious with it. I think what I would take a look at is if Tony Stark wanted to uh, make a donation of the Stark Tower to the Avengers. Uh, of course, I'm assuming that the Avengers have set themselves up as a 501c3 organization because they do I do seriously doubt that they're, that they're a for-profit yeah, they're not a for-profit, and they, right. and they have some public good. I mean, right. how would they collect anything if they were for-profit? Well, right, and then is it subject to gross receipts tax and sales tax? I mean, so there's a whole lot of issues. So let's assume that the Avengers, and right. maybe that's a topic for another show, right. is what are the Avengers associated as? So I would say if Tony Stark could make the donation of the Stark Tower, and then any other future repairs that he made could be also deemed as donations. charitable donations to him, get a better deduction. Now, once again, I'm not sure how Stark Industries is set up. If they're a C-Corp, it might help them out from a donation standpoint. If it's personally through Tony Stark, he makes so much money that it probably phased out most of the charitable donations. Um, you know, the, really the best way, I think, also is just a matter of whether, you know, Tony Stark uh, needs the deductions or not. I mean, sometimes... 
with all the research and development that he does with Iron Man, I'm sure that there's a lot of research and development credits that he's getting there as well. So that's a really good one, Deeser. I think that, uh, once again, navigating the active and passive rules is a challenge in oh. any type of situation. I just looked it up. It is, uh, looks like it's an LLC. Stark Industries is an LLC. Okay. That's surprising. Well, that is surprising. I would think that they would incorporate. Well, in that case, actually, that may make the... Uh, here, I've got, I've got a... Conflicting information. Now it's saying it's a it's incorporated. Okay, that well, that makes a little more sense to me that they would be incorporated. Well, the other one is that you could also make sure that uh, Stark Industries pays enough rent to cover all the repairs and maintenance, and it could also be a triple net lease to where Stark Industries is responsible for all the repairs and maintenance mm. that goes on inside of that tower, and so you know it could indirectly get a deduction. So the goal would be zero. That would be definitely be the goal. So. Awesome. Well, moving on to our sixth segment. This is called Random. This is Random Weather. We're going to have a little bit of fun with our last couple segments. Don't you listen to the weather. we got a major storm here. I make the weather. All of this moisture coming up out of the Gulf is going to push us to the east and then I'll do it. What a marvelous introduction from Mr. Murray. Yes, um, yes. In one of the best movies. <laughs> okay, so I, I've got some, some mystery weather that I'm going to describe, and David and Brad are going to try to guess where the location is that okay. I'm, that I'm So you're going to give us a, you know, we don't know what this is, you're going to give us mm-hmm. a random weather f- forecast right. for the day. And David right. and I are supposed to guess. Okay. Okay. So we've got a high of 77, a low of 66, mostly sunny, no precipitation. Hmm. What's the barometer reading? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can find that information for you. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> Hmm, 77, 76. The wind, the wind is uh, roughly 8 miles per hour. 8 miles per hour. Out of mm. which direction? <laughs> southeast. Out of the southeast. <laughs> east. Okay. Mm. All right, let's see. So if it's coming from the southeast, I'm going to eliminate part of certain parts of the world. I mean, it's uh, 76 and sunny. It's 76 and sunny. Um I'm going to go with Madrid, Spain. I'm not so sure about that. I think she's trying to fool us here. <laughs> we give it the whole world. I'm going to go with Des Moines, New Mexico. Wow. Wow. That's the only Des Moines that I'm aware of. There's is is there another one? On the record. I I don't believe so. Okay. Um, Wait, you're from Minnesota. That's right next a, to where you're I've at. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> don't you know? The correct answer is San Diego. It's always San Diego. It's always San Diego. It's always San Diego. It's always San Diego. Darn it. I thought it was definitely going to be... You weren't even close. I wasn't even close. I wasn't. Madrid, Spain. Well, uh, you know... It's not too far off. San it's, Diego. Maybe it's on the same Madrid. longitude and latitudinal... Well, it's not longitudinal. Okay. <laughs> is longitudinal a word? Uh, I'm not sure if longitudinal is a word, but we can certainly try. Let's make it one. Okay. So one of our... Our next segment is uh, random Google search is what we're going to call it. Mm-hmm. So we're using the website www.textfinder.com, and I am pressing the button that is going to generate two words for us, and we're going to put the word tax after both words to mm-hmm. determine what we get. So the word that I'm generating here is binocular lion. So I'm typing into Google binocular lion tax. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pick the fifth one down, and you guys need to tell me what you think binocular, lion, and tax would result in. 
I would guess some kind of safari tax deduction type scenario. I'm, I'm going to kind of go out there just a little bit, given given recent events. Okay. I think it's going to have something to do with the American Dental Association. And, um, wow. And uh, maybe um, different events for its members that um, they can go looking for certain safari hunting Okay. Yeah, for the uh, for certain oh certain dentists dentists, dentists certain, certain dentists, dentists that kill lions, <laughs> hmm. and then what the tax implications are there and how to write off that. Well, surprisingly, you guys are pretty close. What comes up with is actually a story about uh, out of Reuters, who we use actually as one of our tax research mm-hmm. uh, companies, which is kind right. of interesting. And it was a story uh, about Brazil's secret weapon. Weapon is the tax lion. The tax lion? In Brazil, groups of armed agents fly around the country by helicopter using binoculars and pounding on doors and instilling fear in the hearts of those who break the law. All while wearing Chiquita banana hats. Yes. <laughs> they're not the police. They're from the tax agency. The Federal Revenue Service, which has gained global renown uh, for its tough and creative tactics, will be one of the most important keys to Brazil's economic prospects. The president is counting on the agency's tax-collecting prowess to help the government meet the ambitious budget targets without smothering the company's sudden, suddenly brittle economy. The agency, known as the Lion for its official emblem, as well as its ferocious pursuit of tax dodgers, deploys everything from gun-toting operatives to metrics on beer kegs in breweries to ensure <laughs> that individuals and companies fully declare and pair pay their share to the government. That's interesting. So if the IRS in the U.S., was be given its code name or anything like that. I'm not sure if a lion would be what I would call it. Well, that might be for some some tax preparers. Yeah, you know, it might be <laughs> might be lion as well. But I don't know what would what, if you were the IRS. If you were going to give the IRS a name, David, what name would you give it? Mm, this is a family show, <laughs> so that limits most of the choices. Um, I would have to say the forgetful vulture. The forgetful vulture. Yes. That's interesting. Okay, forgetful I get because they don't really remember anything you ever do when you <clears> talk to them. But then when they remember it, they'll go after it and just pick at it even after it's a dead issue. Nice. Deezer? That's. I don't know if I can compete with that. That's pretty good. <sighs> He's not the best uh, co-host in the country for nothing, folks. <laughs> those <laughs> those co-hosts... Uh, Education has really been paying off. Been paying off. So let's go through a couple of things. I want to look, uh, touch on a couple of headlines that we've seen in the uh, in the Wall Street Journal and other other areas. One of the things that was interesting was we we saw where Walgreens uh, has agreed to buy Rite Aid uh, for nine point four billion dollars. How do you think that? What do you, how do you think that transaction went down? And how do you, if you know? Rebecca, you report to me, and how do you think that you would come to me with the idea of, hey, let's spend nine point four billion dollars? I mean, it's pocket change for Walgreens. But, yeah, uh, it's nine cents, it's, a sh- nine dollars a share. Wow, that's a that's a big th- big thing. I wonder what the impact is going to be because essentially that leaves Walgreens with the competitor of CVS, you know, in the country. So that's going to be an interesting uh, concept as to see what uh, what they have. Um, you know, what's also interesting is that we also have a, a Chinese firm is buying Starwood Hotels. So Starwood also owns the W and uh, the Westin and those uh, also Starwood's uh, up in is, is really big back in the east and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about the Chinese investment in these big U.S. companies, Dave? 
I think it's something you got to at least know about and, and, and watch out for because, I mean, this is now foreign, foreign investors that are now controlling these major U.S. companies. Um, same thing goes when any of these um, um, Chinese come and buy, buy um, property and, you know, you've seen it in California. They buy land and everything. I don't think it should be shut down because, you know, anytime that, that the U.S. is seen as a good investment, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we, you know, you never know what the ulterior motive is or anything that's that's behind some of these. And, you know, lately with some of these things, reports coming out with, um, you know, China possibly being behind some of these intellectual property attacks. Um, ultimately, if I was advising China, I'd say, ultimately, are they going to be um, stealing secrets from themselves? Right. <laughs> <laughs> And the last one I want to talk about was the article in the Wall Street Journal today that talked about Walmart, that Walmart is planning their first outdoor drone tests. So Walmart is getting into business like we saw with Amazon where they're delivering like drones. Like reader drones or what? what? Like, <laughs> or like didgeridoos or what are we talking about? <laughs> Just somebody sitting there going, mm-hmm. These are not the groceries you're looking for. These are not the groceries you're looking for. Oh. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's interesting when they start talking about these these outdoor drones where they do everything from uh, package delivery to inventory management. I'm betting it's also maybe what you're talking about, Deezer, floating around the... Uh, I mean, who wants to stand in line at Walmart? Right. Nobody. Uh, there's a lot of people that do, though. They well, seem to enjoy it. <laughs> Especially at 3 a.m. <laughs> why, why would you go to Walmart? At, well, I don't want to know, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> well, Walmart you know, at 3 a.m. Withdraw my question. <laughs> yes, question. Uh, withdrawn. Yeah, so what do we think about the whole drone piece, especially related just to these types of drones, which are the kind of helicopter uh, drones? I mean, from a consumer standpoint, that would be convenient in theory, but I mean, the job reduction, that's going to hurt. Everybody else flying around delivering packages. Yes. We'd be cut down. What about, uh, what do we think? What type of premium would you pay? Is if you had, uh, if you really needed toilet paper, mm. and you're out of toilet paper, and you're in the precarious situation of being right. in the bathroom without toilet paper, but you could go on Walmart.com, and you could order toilet paper, and a drone could, assuming the drone had arms and opposable thumbs, and be able to open your house door and fly into your bathroom. I mean, the market they've got right now is, I mean, low cost. Right. So. It'd be interesting to see how they're going to mitigate that with something that could be potentially expensive. Yeah. Because their their typical customer is not looking to spend a whole lot of money, <clears throat> even for convenience, maybe going out of their way. So yeah. I, it's it's interesting. The question I have on my mind is <clears throat> one ply or two? <laughs> right. Hmm. One ply would be more aerodynamic, but I'm more of a two ply person myself. It just gives you that extra sense of security. We do have a lot of Mexican food here, so two-ply is definitely what we have to use. Yes. You're listening to the We Are Money podcast brought to you by Beasley Mitchell and Company. I am Brad Beasley along with David Beasley and Rebecca Deeser. Guys, we just have a couple minutes left. Uh, how about some parting shots and your thoughts on just the uh, last week in general and uh, your thoughts on where uh, we see this podcast going in the future, David? I think you're going to see a lot more excitement Maybe some possible banjo playing with the way that the studio is set up. You never know. We might have dueling CPAs, dueling tax attorneys, dueling duels. Dueling duels. You never know. We might just get crazy and just, you know, just have fun with it. Right. 
That's Rebecca? Good. I think our goal is to be informative, but also have some fun with the topics that we're talking about, make them a little more uh, relatable to just anybody who wants to listen and uh, just have some fun with it. Yeah. I think definitely having some fun with it. And <clears throat> so that kind of brings us to the point where we're looking at next week's podcast, or excuse me, two weeks from now, our podcast, we're going to feature a gentleman from Beasley Mitchell and Company who is a specialist in pensions. And mm-hmm. so we'll talk about pensions and retirements. And um, he's going to fit in really well. He's a real big fan of uh, Star Wars and, right. uh, and those kind of things as well. So uh, we should have a lot of fun with him. As you can tell, we're all kind of big nerds here on the uh, on the podcast. So we certainly enjoy those kind of things. And, <laughs> well, we thank all of you for coming. And David, I really appreciate your insight. Rebecca, thank you very much for your insight as well. And with that, we'll check out with you guys next week. And once again, We Are Money Podcast. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. not over yet it is for me sister look i ain't in this for your revolution man i'm not in it for you princess i expect to be well paid i'm in it for the money 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 i'm gonna say money